Welcome to this edition of the Head to Head Podcast. I'm your host, Cam McKinney. This is episode number 34 of the Head to Head Podcast. And in this edition of the Head to Head Podcast, I'm going to be talking about two pitchers who took team-friendly deals with their teams. First with Luis Severino of the Yankees, and then Aaron Nola of the Philadelphia Phillies. Let's start off with Luis Severino of the Yankees. He takes a four-year, $40 million deal. And then Aaron Nola takes a four-year, $45 million deal. These are two of the top 10 to 15 pitchers in the league. I'd say these are two of the top 10 starting pitchers in all of baseball. Severino has won 19 games in back-to-back seasons with the Yankees. He struck out. He struck out over 220 men last season, and he had an ERA of 3.35. He had one of the best, the first, he was the best starting pitcher in the first half of the baseball season last year, and then he had a dramatic drop off of the second half, and then he kind of recovered it in the playoffs. I think what happened with Severino was his workload from the previous season, and then this year he started to deteriorate because of that workload. With Aaron Nola, he had his breakout season, winning 17 games. I think he won 15 games the year before. He struck out 225 batters this season. He had a 2.35 ERA, which was the second best in all of baseball. And I find it very fascinating that these two pitchers have decided to take team-friendly deals. But I have a theory about why... They are taking team-friendly deals. They are seeing what's out there in the free agent market, and it's either boom or bust for starting pitchers. You're either going to get the mega deal that Patrick Corbin got, and I think Patrick Corbin got that because he's had some ridiculous numbers, and I think think Patrick Corbin got that because of his strikeout numbers. But I also think you either get that boom or you get the bust, which is like what's happening with Dallas Keuchel. It's the elite of the elites getting these mega deals, and when these deals don't work out, like I don't think Patrick Corbin is going to work out, Jordan Zimmerman with the Tigers don't work out, I think these these deals work out for both parties. Severino gets his money, and the Yankees don't have to give him a ridiculous $100 million deal. Louis Severino had years of arbitration eligibility left, so he was going to have to Fight over a number. Instead, they give him a four-year, $40 million contract. He's happy. He's making $10 million a year. He's on one of the best baseball teams in the world. And I think it works out for both sides. For Aaron Nola, I think it's a little bit more surprising. This guy had a 2.35 ERA. The best ERA, the second best ERA in all of baseball. And he decides to take a team-friendly deal with the Phillies, who you could make an argument he is the best player on the Philadelphia Phillies. I could not make that argument for Luis Severino. They have Aaron Judge. They have Giancarlo Stanton. Even Gary Sanchez at times, you could argue. Didi Gregorius at times last season was their best player. There are many other people on the Yankees who are going to get big money. And so Luis Severino was not their priority. And I don't think he had any leverage on the Yankees. Aaron Nola has absolute leverage on the Phillies. He is their best player. Yes, they just traded for JT Relamuto. Aaron Nola is still their best player. 
The Philadelphia Phillies, even with Aaron Nola having a 2.35 ERA, again, the second best in baseball, had the worst starters ERA. Other starters on their roster had a 5.38 ERA. At least with Severino, the Yankees have other arms. They have James Paxton now. They have Tanaka. They have Sabathia. And they re-signed J.A. Happ, who, by the way, was pretty good at the second half of the season. So for Aaron Nola to take one of these team-friendly deals, to me, is very fascinating. We've seen this before with pitchers, though. Adam Wainwright has been very team-friendly when it comes to the St. Louis Cardinals. He's willing to do whatever they want. It shows loyalty, but I think that the union, I think the MLB Players Union is not going to be happy with these two pitchers. Again, to me, two of the top ten pitchers last season taking these team-friendly deals because they want them to reach these free agent markets and get these big contracts. And unlike position players, some of these pitching deals actually work out. Max Scherzer's deal with the Nationals is one of the best contracts in baseball history, even though he gets over $200 million. It's a win for the Nationals. John Lester gets his contract with the Cubs. It's one of the best contracts in the history of baseball. It is truly one of the best contracts ever. CC Sabathia with the Yankees worked out. I think you could make the argument that pitching contracts more often than not work out. The Clayton Kershaw contract, to me, is going to work out. Clayton Kershaw is one of the best pitchers in the history of baseball. It's working out for them, even though he has his ups and downs in the playoffs. Overall, it's really good that the Washington, that the LA Dodgers have a pitcher like Clayton Kershaw. In the history of baseball, I think these mega deals, more often than not, work out for pitchers. Yes, you have some few clunks in there, but even with even going back to the early 2000s, Kurt Schilling contracts work out with the Red Sox. Mike Mussina's contract works out with the Yankees. Pitching goes to the best pitchers, and those contracts usually work out. Greg Maddox had that massive contract with the Braves in the early 90s, and he won four Cy Youngs in a row. Randy Johnson signed massive contracts. They work out. Pitching contracts work out more than they do for, for position players. Yes, you have a few clunkers in there. Mike Hampton with the Braves was terrible. Again, Jordan Zimmerman with the Tigers looks awful. I don't really trust this Patrick Corbin deal. It looks pretty bad to me. You have some clunkers, but overall, I think the percentage of pitching contracts works out more so in baseball for pitchers than they do for their position players, because for position players, you have so many busts. The Albert Pujols deal is really bad. Miguel Cabrera is one of the best batters in the history of baseball. His contract with the Tigers right now is ridiculous, and it's not working out. His first contract with the Tigers was spectacular. The Alex Rodriguez contract with the Rangers didn't work out, but Pitcher after pitching contracts worked out. Pedro Martinez and the Red Sox worked out. You can give these mega deals to pitchers, and they have a higher percentage usage of working. Justin Verlander with the Tigers worked out even after they traded him. It's working out for the Astros. His mega deal worked. You know whose mega deal worked? Max Scherzer's. These mega deals are working for pitchers more so. You're hitting on these pitchers. Even Zach Greinke with the Diamondbacks. They might not be winning so much, but he's working out. He's pitching well. Pitchers don't seem to deteriorate as fast as they do with position players on these huge mega deals. I believe most of these mega deals are working out. So to me, it's quite surprising that there are two aces of their staff taking these team-friendly deals 
when they see the market out there. There's a curious case in Dallas Keuchel who's not getting paid, who won a Cy Young. I think he's going to get one of. I think he's going to get the, the one of the biggest remaining contracts left, though. I think that's going to end up working out for him. There are so many pitchers, though, who have worked out in these long contracts, more so than position players. I really believe that's true. I, the CC Sabathia contract is one of the best in the history of baseball. He's worked out for the Yankees. He was their ace. They won the World Series the first year. He's been pretty good. Even the Yankees giving A.J. Burnett a contract pretty much worked out for them. He was pretty good those first few years with them. They won a championship. They, these deals are working out. David Price with the Red Sox, you can now make the argument, is one of their better contracts on the books. Because if they lose Chris Sale, they'll still have David Price. And I have faith in that. It's crazy to say that I think the David Price contract is going to work out. But it looks like it might work out now. That's interesting to me. These contracts are working out more so than these batters in these position players because these position players are deteriorating to the point where they can no longer play defense and their batting averages are going down and they're losing their power. The Prince Fielder contract comes to mind. It's one of the worst contracts ever from the Texas Rangers to the Detroit Tigers. It's a terrible deal. The Ryan Braun contract with the Brewers isn't working out for them. Paying position players is more risky for me than paying these pitchers because these pitchers are having a higher rating of success with these teams. They are lasting longer. Their success. Yes, Clayton Kershaw can go from a 25-game winner to a 15-game winner. That's still worth his massive contract to me because he still is going to have massive strikeouts and he's still going to be able to affect baseball games in a way that these position players are not. Albert Pujols hitting 250 with 25 home runs and 100 RBIs is not worth his massive contract. It might look good on the stat line. It might still look decent. But a pitcher who wins 15 games is still way more valuable than a useless position player who can't play defense and can no longer hit for a high batting average and get on base. I think right now in baseball, it's proving that position pitchers are aging better than position players. Justin Verlander is coming off one of his best seasons I've ever seen. And that's coming from a guy who won a Cy Young and he had one of his better strikeout seasons ever. He looked dominant at times. He was the best pitcher in baseball at times. He is having a really good second half to his career. Greg Maddox, a lot of what Greg Maddox did was at the second half of his career. Randy Johnson, after the age of 35, was when he was at his best. Roger Clemens was at his best when he was older. Yeah, that might be because of steroids. But again, pitchers can have a second run. It doesn't seem like any of these position players are having a second run. Manny Ramirez didn't have a second run. He had an elite first run. A-Rod didn't have a second run. Some of these position players don't have second runs to their career. It seems like the pitcher can reinvent himself. John Lester had one of his best seasons last year. Had one of the lowest ERAs of his career. He can still affect a ball game in so many better ways. Look at these position players that are aging in terrible deals. Would you rather? I'd rather have a bad pitching deal like Johnny Cueto than a bad hitting deal in Jacoby Ellsbury because Johnny Cueto is hurt. But there is a chance that Johnny Cueto could recover and win 15 games for the Giants. I wouldn't be surprised. Don't get me wrong. There are some really bad pitching deals in the history of baseball. Barry Zito's was really bad. Even though he was on world championship winning teams, his contracts were really bad. Again, there was the 
there's a lot of guys who have been given really bad contracts. But I think the 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 winning percentage of pitching deals far outweighs terrible deals given to position players. I would rather give a big money deal to a starting pitcher right now. So I that's why I find it so interesting that Aaron Nola and Luis Severino would rather have security of making $10 million a year than this idea of them going out of the market and making 20 to 25 or whatever their their rates would be. And again, the security of it being with that team that their te- their deals also help out their teams. The Yankees want to be below the luxury tax. So they went to Luis Severino and probably like, this is helping you out right now, and this is helping us out in the future. Let's help each other out. The same with Aaron Nola. The, the Phillies said they were going to spend some stupid money. I still believe they're going to spend some stupid money. I predict they'll end up with either Machado or Harper. So that could really be what's happening here. Aaron Nola could be being promised a star team. The same thing could be happening to Severino. They might be going after Manny Machado really hard. And if these teams end up with Machado and Harper, who's to say that those deals for those pitchers weren't the reason they were able to get these guys? And again, with the Yankees, why wouldn't you lock up all these young players to deals you can afford right now? Why wouldn't you lock up Aaron Judge, Gary Sanchez, especially Sanchez? Get him while he's at his cheapest. I also think we're getting to a point in baseball where we're going to have to change the arbitration rules. The fact that these position players are getting paid after their first six years is quite troubling. Because Mike Trout is, again, he had his best years in his prime, in his 21 years. Like, the age of when baseball players are great are going down. You know what I mean? They're not going up. It used to be when I was a kid, Barry Bonds was having his best years at 35-36. Yeah, because he was on the roids. Now Francisco Lindor is injured, and he hasn't been, you know, he's had his best years. He should be getting paid a massive amount. He got a pretty good deal with the Indians. But that's when this guy should be getting paid because he's going to get hurt, and then he's not going to be the same player. Pitching Pitchers like Severino and Nola are probably going to have second spurts of their career. They are probably going to have second runs with different teams, possibly. Position players don't. The best of Pujols was in St. Louis. He hasn't even been half of the same player with the LA Angels. Josh Hamilton's run was with Texas. Yeah, he had other off-field problems, but he wasn't even close to the same guy with the LA Angels. These pitchers can have second runs with different teams. You are seeing it with Max Scherzer. He's won a Cy Young with the Tigers. He's won a Cy Young now, multiple Cy Youngs, with the Washington Nationals. Roy Halladay, who just made the Hall of Fame, had a terrific run with the Blue Jays and then a terrific run with the Philadelphia Phillies. Most position players, feels to me, when they get to their second teams, they're not the same guy. J.D. Martinez is one of the... He's been great with the Red Sox, and he was great with the Diamondbacks, and he was great with the Tigers. It seems to me like most position players are not that way. But Severino is 21 years old. Aaron Nola is 22 years old. These guys are going to be, again, top-tier pitchers for years and years to come. So it is interesting to me that they were willing to take four years and 45 with the fifth-year option for Nola to make $16 million, and then four years for 40 for Luis Severino. Those are team-friendly deals. Team-friendly deals. Pitchers usually do not take 
these team-friendly deals. So it's interesting to me that these guys are willing to do that. Especially for Aaron Nola, who is 25 years old and is arguably the best player the franchise has. The Phillies do not have a dominant position player. JT Relamuto has not performed for the Phillies yet, so they do not have a star position player. They have Gene Segura, who's locked up, they traded for. They have a lot of guys on their roster. Yes, they have young guys, and they've performed well somewhat. But Aaron Nola has performed to the highest level of his profession. He won 17 games. He had a 2.35 ERA, and he might be at the height of his power. He might be what Steve Carlton wants to the Phillies. When it's Aaron Nola for the Phillies, it's win day for the Phillies. And he takes a four-year, $45 million contract. That is a huge get for the Philadelphia Phillies not to pay their best player an excessive amount of money and be willing to pay these young guys and bring in a guy like Harper. I mean, that's a huge win for the Phillies. And I guess for Aranola, it's just shut up and pitching. I mean, we've seen this before with pitchers. Madison Bumgarner just gets his money, and he doesn't want to be the highest-paid guy. He just wants to shut up and pitch. And I respect that. But for the unions, it's probably not the best thing to have that guy at 25 years old. When he's done with his contract, he'll be 30. For Severino, he'll still be 20. 25. That's ridiculousness. That is insane. Severino at the end of this will be 28 years old and Aaron Nola will be 30 years old. So there will still be time for them to be able to get more money. Again, like I said, Greg Maddox had massive deals at the end of his run. He was still great at the end. Randy Johnson at 35 had his best years. But these are two guys at the height of their powers possibly. And again, with pitchers, you don't know. We, this could be Luis Severino could be like a Dwight Gooden type of guy who who's good at the beginning and terrific at the beginning and then not the same at the end. The same could go for Aaron Nola. But Aaron Nola especially, he is the best player on the Phillies last year. Again, Aaron Nola, 2.35 ERA. The rest of that roster, 5.38 ERA. The rest of them are mediocre at best. He is the only decent pitcher they have on their team, and they almost made the playoffs just because of him. And for him to take a team-friendly deal is a massive win for the Phillies. And I guess it's the security for Aaron Ola. And I respect the fact that he wants the security. I respect the fact that he's only had two or three good seasons. So he's like, I'll just take this contract and I'll prove myself. For some people, maybe it's not about being the highest paid player at their position. But for their unions... You obviously want them to go out and try to get the biggest contracts they can possibly get. For both of these teams, these are huge wins. For the Yankees, they stay under the luxury tax like they want to. They're going to get under some of these bad contracts like Jacoby Ellsbury. And they're going to try to get Manny Machado, possibly. I wouldn't be surprised if Manny Machado goes to the Yankees. And I wouldn't be surprised if Bryce Harper goes to the Phillies. These were huge victories for these teams. And these are deals... That these position players aren't going to make, which some of them probably should. Mookie Betts seems like he won't even negotiate with the Red Sox because he won the MVP and he's the best player in baseball right now. But there's a better chance that this, there's a huge chance that this next contract that Mookie Betts gets is his best contract. So he better make sure it works. For Luis Severino and Aaron Noah, I believe there's more chances for them to get paid. For position players, I think Mookie Betts is at his best with the Red Sox. I don't see him 
doing very well in the second run on a second team. I don't see that happening. Again, there's so many cases where the guy leaves his first team, gets a huge contract, and it goes really bad. Again, you want the examples of Albert Pujols, Alex Rodriguez, Prince Fielder, Josh Hamilton, again and again and again. Pitchers have a better chance of having a great second half of their careers. Position players do not. Baseball has changed dramatically in the past 10 years. Pitchers can remain dominant and change their styles of play, where these power-hitting players are not the same. Ryan Braun isn't even a quarter of the guy I was watching in 2008 when he was arguably the best player in the game. Again, maybe it's because he got caught with steroids, but he's not the same guy, and none of these guys are. There's not these position players that are lasting 15 to 20 years anymore. These pitchers are. CC Sabathia is in year 18, year 19, and he's still, he can win 12 games, and he can look pretty good doing it. There are some position players making massive monies. Like, Jose Altuve might age well because he's not a power hitter. I feel like these power hitters do not age well. These pitchers will age well, and that's why it's so fascinating that Luis Severino, at 24 years old, signs a four-year, $40 million deal, and Aaron Nola at 25, four years, $45 million a deal. This, These two guys are two of the top ten pitchers in the game. And they are giving their teams a real good chance to build great teams. Thanks again for listening to this edition of the Head to Head Podcast. I'm Cam McKinney. There will be a new episode of the Head to Head Podcast every Monday on Apple Podcasts and iTunes. Thanks again for listening. Mm-hmm.